from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for listening to the G and Ursula Show. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Good morning to you, Ursula. Ursula, by the way, before you get to your news, I know you've got a lot of news for everybody today, but I know you won't get a chance to get to it, but I want you to know that I just saw a thing that uh, there's an 80% increase in syphilis cases since 2018. So I just wanted to let you know, I know you got a lot of news on the plate today, but I wanted to let you know that's out there just in case. If later in agree to disagree, it comes up and we can debate that topic. Good morning to you, Ursula. Do you all see what I deal with on a daily basis? These rabbit holes. Gee, you wanted to make sure that we knew that coming in. You like news. That's news. That is news that people can use. Okay. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Okay, coming up after Heather's newscast at 9.30, you are a nut, by the way. Okay, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Coupon discrimination. How do you feel about that? Always out there. I have a dream that it won't happen no more. Yeah. (laughs) And then how about banning phones in all Washington schools? That could happen under a new bill. We're going to discuss that coming up at 930. As always, we want you to join us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888-973-5476, cairo Also, you can join us on our G and Ursula Show Facebook page. All right, let's get to it. Top stories of the day brought to you by Waste Scarf 40 Susu and Auburn. After pleading for help during a sit-in at Seattle City Hall, dozens of migrants who are facing eviction will get to stay at a Kent hotel for another week. And the city of Seattle is going to pay for it. An asylum seeker from Columbia spoke to Como 4 News with the help of a translator. We are in this situation because the organization that brought them here that said that they would fund these rooms um, has been unable to pay. So even though this is a county issue, you're hoping maybe the city of Seattle could help? We just really urgently need help. And so by going to the city of Seattle, we're hoping that we can knock on many doors um, and get the exposure that we need so that we can get help. These refugees were originally living in tents outside a Tequila church until they say the weather and the unsanitary conditions there became unbearable. A hundred of them or so have spent the last three weeks at that hotel in Kent. But as we were reporting last week, the hotel has not been paid since January 10th, so they were forced to leave. So now, after that sit-in, apparently Mayor Harrell came up with some kind of plan to help them out for another week. Uh, They will be able to stay at that hotel, but it's unclear what's going to happen to them beyond that. Ursula, I want to make sure I got this right, because sometimes I have a hard time following along. Where is the hotel at again? Uh, The hotel is in Kent. Okay. And uh, mayor Bruce Harrell. He is the mayor of what city again? That would be Seattle. Okay, so um, Bruce Harrell is not the mayor of Kent, but they are going to Seattle to ask them to be able to get some money, and then yeah. the city of Seattle are going to be the one that's going to foot the bill for them to stay there for another week. They said the Seattle's dying. They said don't go to Seattle. Everybody always blames Seattle as being the terrible doormat of the city in this state of Washington, but for some reason, everybody goes to Seattle to get help. Why didn't they go to Kent, the mayor of Kent, to get help. Why didn't they go even to Tequila to get help? Now, one last thing I'll say on this, and I and I'm going to say it. I still don't understand 
how they got inside of the hotel in the first place just on a promise. I know that makes me sound harsh, Ursula, but this whole, we keep blaming, like, oh, there was a company, there was a nonprofit that promised us that we were going to pay some money and all those things, and now that nonprofit is not out there. And now you're asking the city of Seattle to pay for this. Yeah, and I couldn't even tell you what exactly that nonprofit is that uh, promised that money, but uh, I think the hotel owners took it on good faith and it didn't happen, so they're like, well, we can't continue this, and so uh, they had to leave. But I do, and and we are reaching out to Mayor Harrell, uh, and I think, you know, I know he has a big heart, and uh, we are, you know, take care of your neighbors, etc., but I do have to ask, because we have problems within the city itself and a lot of people who are unhoused who who desperately need help who didn't go to city hall yesterday and uh now have another place to live and i don't want to sound like a horrible human being but there are a lot of people who are exactly in this predicament so when the week is over well, we still week- have no we, we exactly and and then that's the other question so and then I was looking at, well, what has King County done? So uh, I did see that King County uh, came up with $3 million to get 100 rooms for other migrant families. They were able to house more than 300 people, according to a spokesperson. I also see that King County has now bought a former Renton hotel that it used as a homeless shelter, but that has been basically unused, even though the county was continuing to lease that property for over $330,000 a month. Uh, It basically was being held as potentially a standby shelter. Uh, And do you remember when the county talked about all the different hotels it was purchasing? We need an update on what is happening with all those rooms. I don't, I don't know. Because this this is just, again, emblematic of the problem that we have is just keep throwing money at it and keep putting like Band-Aid solutions and not really having... a bigger picture solution. Can I, I, I want you, like, you're, you're pretty good at um, being honest with me when I ask you about myself. Can you, can you at all hear any of a little change in my voice? Can you hear any, a little bit of frustration in my voice? And I'll tell you why that is. Because if you can get me to be frustrated at this topic right here, here's a topic of a hotel owner who was like, hey, let me bring the folks in. They brought the folks in because it was cold during that time, right? So they come on in here, and then because he brought them in on a promise by a organization that yeah. said that they were going to do something, yeah. right? Okay, that organization obviously they didn't reneged. come through. They reneged on that on that promise. So now he's like, hey, I'm looking for people. I need you guys to pay and this help. And so nobody has any help. And he's like, hey, I don't want to kick the people out. So what I'm going to do is is okay. Well, I can't. I'm not going to go to Kent. Obviously, didn't go to Kent. I'm not going to go to Tequila. So I'm going to go. To Seattle. What I'm saying is, is stories like this, if it frustrates me, what do you think it does to those that have been frustrated all along? Oh, just pe- people it, are living. They, they, get, they get livid. And so I believe that we need all of us to this solution to the problem that we have of the unhoused. But now we are coming, people have people that are, you know, seeking asylum. I get all that kind of stuff. But you're making people really get agitated and frustrated because they don't see it in insight and they know in a week's time you and I are going to be talking about this topic. Yeah, and the thing that we need to continue to do is keep asking our lawmakers and the people in political power 
what is it that you are doing with that money? What progress are we seeing? What we keep throwing money at the problem. All those hotels, what's happening with those? Um, you know, this this f- rent and hotel that was sitting empty and we were paying over three hundred thirty thousand dollars. Am I reading that right? A month for for it to be empty? That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it makes no sense, and I can see, I can understand why people are very frustrated. Mm-hmm. Some members of Seattle's gay community are angry after unannounced visits by the police department and the state liquor and cannabis board. Eighteen bars around the city got visits last Friday and Saturday nights. Four of those bars are well-known gay venues. Willow Gavitt tells King 5 News why this enforcement action is concerning to the LGBTQ plus community. If you go into a bar specifically with signage that says, hey, we've been harassed uh, about our dress code, um, that is a known queer bar with known queer people who are still fully clothed they're just wearing a little bit less than normal you can get a citation you can get harassed by cops it's it's just a little upsetting chandra wax with the liquor and cannabis board says this jet team as they're called is made up of the city's fire police code enforcement and transportation and finance departments their goal is to look for ways to improve public safety well i understand there's a painful history I am confident that LCB is not and does not target LGBTQ plus establishment and venues and does not specifically target lewd conduct violations. What did you make of these complaints? So I saw the headline and the first thing was chef sent it over like he always does. And the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to read into the story and I wanted to see for myself if I saw enough evidence to make me get on the radio and say, yeah, I agree with that. I will say this. First, I can't I can't tear down or disagree with someone's opinion and how they feel about something, right? Just because they feel about something doesn't mean I think that they're wrong cuz they could feel that hey, we are feeling like this way when we had them approach them. But when I read through it, Ursula, Friday and Saturday night, they went to 18 establishments. Of the 18, four of them were LGBTQ bars. I don't have any proof. Unless there's an email, unless there was something said specifically, in this, I don't see where even a headline was brought up about this as well. And I'm trying to be very empathetic to understanding the history. Yeah. I... I I struggled to find other than knowing that there is this history and there is this history of tension. But I mean, they they were going to all these different venues and I don't see any evidence that they were targeting the gay community. And like you, I'm sympathetic and and, and, and I understand that uh, there is tension. And, and to me, it looks like, you know, there is an opportunity and, and maybe a, a need for somehow the LGBTQ community and the Seattle Police Department to come together and have, you know, communication. I don't know what's being done on that front. I know right. the police department has all sorts of things, but, you know, I was 
remembering that for the last two years, Seattle police officers were not allowed to march in uniform at the Seattle Pride Parade. That made big headlines. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also understand, and they talked about it, you know, mentioned historically, uh, there's been tension between police and the gay community. This dates all the way back to the Stonewall riots Mm -hmm. uh, back in 1969. And that was when New York City police raided uh, the Stonewall Inn, which was a gay club in Greenwich Village. And that raids sparked rioting. It led to violent clashes between police. I mean, so there's historically uh, this kind of tension. But uh, looking at this, it's like they were just doing their jobs. Right. I I, I agree with you. And again, I I wanted to say that be very clear what your opinion is that you might be valid in your opinion and how you feel. You guys felt targeted. I don't I don't I can't disagree with you on your opinion on that. But for me to talk about this and have an opinion on this topic, for me, there's not enough in what I read to come out and say, you know what? Yes, Ursula, I do think that these folks were being targeted, and here's why. No no one wants unannounced visits from the Liquor and Cannabis Board or police. No no business does. So I don't think that they were targeted. In Amazon's never-ending quest to get more of your money, it is going to cost you an extra $2.99 to watch Prime Video without ads. I see that you noticed that yesterday. Gee, though I looked into it. The company actually announced this back in September, but it's just going to affect in effect right now. In fact, it just went into effect on Monday. So people are noticing, they're complaining. Amazon says, you know what? This move is going to allow the company to continue investing in all that compelling content that you love. Imagine your <laughs> imagine your significant other telling you in September of 2023 <laughs> that we don't spend enough time together. I feel like you're not really paying attention to me. I feel like you're on your phone all the time. You work too much. Imagine if she says all those things in September of 2023, and then on January 30th, yesterday, I was on the treadmill, y'all. I was on the treadmill, (laughs) and just imagine your wife said, well, hey, just want to let you know, I'm packed up, I'm leaving now, because in September, I told you and gave you this warning, and here I am on the treadmill, Ursula. I see, I sent the message to you guys, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? I think you said something like, this is BS. Yeah, okay, yeah, I did say that too. (laughs) And it says, uh, go ad-free, question mark, $2.99. A month upgrade to watch prime um, prime uh, movies and TV shows without ads, and I'm like, which is what you've been able to do, right? Until, for free, right? And now it's going to cost you three bucks essentially. Yeah. Uh, so is that going to make you finally give it up? What you mean? I had to do it. <laughs> what you mean? It's just the same thing. If I was on a treadmill and, and Lily was getting ready to leave, of course I'm going to stop and do whatever See, I have you, to do. You know do. how many people, were, including myself, were belly aching about? Okay, they. Increase the price to 139 bucks. I'm just going to have to give this bad habit up. Yeah. Um, well, for a brief moment, it looked like consumers were going to be fighting back against Amazon because Prime membership had actually stopped growing for the first time last year. But that brief pause is over because Amazon added eight million people to its list of Prime subscribers in 2023. And how did they do that? How did they do it? You want to know why? The... Football. You think that's it? No, I know that's it. That is exactly what they did. Oh, you want to watch Thursday Night Football? We'll give you the first chance for free in 2023. Here we go. I'm going to check this out, though. The latest numbers show the number of people who are paying for Prime grew to 176 million last year. 
That's up 5% from the previous year. And 74% of Amazon's U.S. customers are paying subscribers. And that is an all-time high. What you going to so do? So as much belly aching as people do. What you going to do? I belly ached for about three months and I didn't use it. And I yeah. refused to buy. You going to barbecue but a meal, do? What you going to do? I'm back to buying. I just got a new dress yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so... You haven't seen the ad yet. You haven't seen the two ninety nine yet. I don't do Prime Video. Oh, you don't. I don't do it much. My kids do. And that's the crazy thing, Chef. Yeah. It's terrible. It's the Ross Dress for Less of TV. Wait, you can't wait, find nothing. Wait, wait. Mm. Your kids live with you, Ursula. When they come visit, they use my oh, Prime Video. You, yeah. No, that's true. Uh, that's true. <laughs> this is why no, we have to pay. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. While I was in the Philippines, they were asking for my um, uh, my <laughs> what do you call it? my pin, my password. <laughs> but they were at my house. No cheating at our household. <laughs> All right, that's a good man. Chef, how many topics you got for 930? Well, here's the one that stands out to me. When you hear people coupon, what do you think right away? Do you take advantage of it? Or do you know others that do? Well, coming up next, there's coupon discrimination, and Ursula is going to explain it next. Gene Ursula. G and Ursula show. Happy Wednesday to all of you. Text us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476 Cairo for three weeks straight. Y'all been on fire, so let's not let up. I mean, I spend like an hour after the show going through all the text messages trying to get caught up with them. Okay, but you heard on in Heather's newscast about the whole coupon thing and how there's a bill in Olympia right now that would require big grocery stores to honor those digital coupons. Okay. Like the bane of my existence. Uh, even if you don't have the store's app or a smartphone or a computer to download that coupon. And the sponsor is Senator Steve Conway. He's a Democrat from Tacoma. Food inflation is a reality, so it makes sense that the big grocers who are requiring people to go online to get these discounts should make these coupons available to people who cannot go online. And now the Northwest Grocers Association is fighting this idea. This is Brandon Housekeeper, who represents the uh, group. He says uh, stores market different deals to different customers. We just can't support something that mandates how we particularly apply these marketing opportunities across all mediums because they're not all meant to be equal. Okay, are you a coupon guy, first of all? No. No, I'm not. (laughs) It's not meant to be equal. That's what he just said, right? Um, I absolutely despise anything coupon. You know what it reminds me of? Even us talking about this, you know what it reminds me of? What's Remember that? back in the day that you would go and buy that product, at uh, that item at Radio Shack, right? And you bought it, and it's $149, but it's really $99 because we're going to give you this $50 rebate, rebate. but you got to cut it out. You got to cut out the box. You got to put it in the envelope. You got to make sure your address is right. You got to make sure everything is right in order to get that rebate. 
just give me the discount right there. We talk about it all the time. We talk about, and, and everybody always use the argument, oh, this could impact low income, and you got to think about people disproportionately impacted, and, and people of color, and all of this garbage that people use to say these things, and you know, it's who meant, does this impact? It's meant to improve the bottom line for the grocery stores. Yeah, and 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 what it does is just it it rewards people who have endless amounts of time. This is my opinion now. Uh, yes. Who, has, uh, who have endless amounts of time, who have access, easy access to a computer. Okay, I don't have that much time, but I do have access to a computer. And by the way, for a large grocery chain, I tried to use digital coupons for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they had an amazing deal on Haggadah's ice cream, and I wanted to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I tried and tried, it was like any which way, pulling it off my email. I was like, you know what? This just is not working for me. And thankfully, the uh, teller or the the cashier uh, helped me out and gave me the discount anyway. And chef, you talked to someone who works. At a grocery I, I store, who basically said yes in self checkout. I'm like, can I use the digital coupon? It's not, it's not showing up when I put in my number because your digital coupon should connect yes. to the phone number that yes. your account is linked to, it's right? Possible. Yes. Doesn't. No. It doesn't. So I asked the checker about it, and they said, you know, those things never work. So you know, when people ask, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and put in the discount form, but I have to do this all day long, which means the vast majority of coupons, which they say are applied to your account, it. It's, it's a go check with the cashier. It's not actually a coupon. It's an only if you ask yeah. deal. Well, and it's it's geared toward people like me because I hate to buy anything full price. So <laughs> so if I see, I knew I was going to make you laugh. So if I see discount and then a discount upon a yeah. discount, I want the lowest price, yeah. Yeah. but they know I'm looking at the lowest price, which they never really intend to give me mm-hmm. because I would have to go through all those hoops. Yeah. So really, I love this idea. I know a lot of people keep wondering, why. Well, G sure has a lot of free time. He's watching all kinds of shows and movies. <laughs> Queen's Pins. I just watched it. Queen's Pins is based on a true story about a real-life coupon scam that just had happened. Kristen Bell is in there. It's a good one. It's a funny little deal. It is loose. It is based on a true story, but it's based upon that. A real-life scam when it comes to coupons. Bottom line is, Ursula, like you said, only people that have time for coupons are the same people that get picked for jury duty. It's the same folks. <laughs> well, and I think the, the idea going into it is the same as you said with your car detailing business and the gift certificates. Mm-hmm. You print those things out, assuming that a lot of people are just never going to cash in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's a way to make the money. And again... You entice shoppers by saying or offering this, but the you're you're not really thinking that there's going to be a ton of people taking advantage of that great deal right. again, unless they have access and time. Joel and Big Lake said I was showing my age by saying Radio Shack. Nick, Nick, have <laughs> hey, you no... Nick, have you ever been inside a Radio Shack? Maybe when I was like four years old, but now it's a renovated like new building now. It's not it doesn't even exist okay. anymore. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, showing your age, there's nothing wrong with showing your age. That's what I'm saying. You're a full decade younger than me. Yeah, what do you okay. have to get? How about pet deposits? Should they be limited to 150 bucks? There is a plan in Olympia that would make that limit the law. And people who support this idea say, you know what? Pet owners are already facing so many 
expenses. And it's so hard to find pet friendly housing. So this person testified in support of the bill. When I paid a $500 non-refundable pet deposit, a damage deposit of $1,260, first and last month's rent, and had to agree to $30 per month pet rent. It just wasn't fair. There are um, no additional costs associated, associated with owning a pet that would impact the landlord. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Let me get the other side. So one third of renters in our state are pet owners. Okay, I'm not a renter, but I am a pet owner, so I love pets. Uh, but uh, State Senator Phil Fortunato questioned whether this plan would just end up causing rents to go up for everybody. I'm a housing provider. I have 50 units. I'm seeing a pattern of more and more of, my, of tenants that may have pets declaring that they're service animals. I'm just going to raise the rent across the board because I've got I can't I can't charge the person that actually has the animal, uh, but I need to have enough revenue to cover any damages that rents would go up if everybody started declaring themselves service animals or if we limited the the recovery uh, by prohibiting the uh, extra increase or the monthly fee. Who is that? Who, who is that? Phil Fortunato. Who's he? A state senator. He's a housing provider. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who? How many? How many he got? <laughs> Look at you. No, no. I'm wait, 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 wait. Let me say, I think he said, hang on. Did, did, did he? I'm a housing provider. I have 50 units. What? 50 units. I'm seeing a pad. So he has a building with 50 units or, or a... <laughs> Several buildings totaling 50 units? Okay. Or is he talking theoretically? I can't get... <laughs> no, he's, he's... I believe he's speaking from personal experience. Okay. <laughs> wait, why, wait, why are you... Why are because, you... Because, because he's got 50. Because a lot of times when people be like, oh, we got to... What about the landlords? And they always have this image of Mima and Papa, you know, just wait, having I one... I think argued that, too. I, I, I can't argue you both yeah. sides yes. from time to time. Yeah. But sometimes you got to know when to not talk, bro. This will be a good t- this is a good topic for you to stay out of. I get I got 50. I got 50 of them and looks like I'm going to have to raise the rent, bro. Hold back. But I think he brings up a point which is and I, I, I see both sides, too. I mean, I get, but but she's arguing that pets don't cause any damage. I, and I disagree with that. I was about to, I was going to come down and support. Look, yeah, if you I just got thrown house, off by his I 50 units. <laughs> like, it, I was going to actually support this side. But the 50, I mean, Nick, did it throw you off? Oh, yeah. 50? I'm just going to raise the rent all across the board. I mean, but, but I want to say this. If I were a landlord... And I was told that I have to have a cap, then that sometimes is the decision of, oh, you know what? Then I'm not even allow pets. So that's what you're going to discourage. You're going to discourage owners from even allowing pets in the first place. So I was going to go there, but I, I was distracted by 50. Coming up next on the Gene Show, we need to talk. And you know what we're going to talk about? I'm, we are going to give you an argument as to why people are actually lying about being tired of seeing Taylor Swift on TV. Gina Swift.
It is the G and Ursula show. I guess we need to talk about Taylor Swift here because a lot of times people are just talking bad about Taylor Swift lately. Did you put something in there, Chef, or no? Okay. Uh, Ursula, it seems like it's truly intolerable the amount of time that uh, Taylor Swift's face appears on an NFL broadcast. As a matter of fact, it's being brought up uh, a whole lot lately. And so I wanted to just kind of bring this up because I wanted to bring up some kind of some figures for everyone so they can maybe when it comes up, because it seems like Taylor Swift, whether you're for or against, is coming up in all kinds of homes and everything. Ursula, here's the did you know. Did you know that there are 100 commercials per for one three-hour NFL game? Three Feels hour, like it, so I'm not shocked. There's 100, 100 commercials, commercials. Okay, right? There's that. Then actual, actual football time, right? Actual football time is actually less than 18 minutes. So a okay, three-hour, a three-hour telecast, like actual action of football. Sit hut, sit hut. The actual play, the the action is less than 18 minutes of three hours. Coming up, the big game is going to be played here soon yes. in, in, in a couple weeks. And not this weekend, but next weekend. In that big game, one of the biggest things that you and I will talk about on that Monday, we'll be talking about the commercials, mm-hmm. right? There's so many commercials during that time. Ursula, I don't get it. Why are people dying on this Tay-Tay, I mean, Taylor Swift Hill? I don't get it. I don't get why you're making this political. I, th- she's showing up on news platforms, and I'm talking about it because I'm really kind of concerned with a lot of men in America that are really this insecure. Yeah. And, that's by, and by the way, if Nikki Haley really wants to be president of the United States, she really wants to do that, this would be a great time to speak out on the misogynist uh, comments centered around Taylor Swift. Mm. And, and there have been quite a few, and it is disappointing to see, you know, like even uh, um, many dads who are weighing in and in front of their daughters or their wives are, are just belly aching about uh, how much airtime she gets when, in fact, what she was shown on the air seven different times for a total of 44 seconds for the entire broadcast. I mean, so you talked about how much you get with commercials, how much you get uh, actual football time when we're talking about 44 seconds. Did people make a big deal when, remember the days of, was it the LA Lakers basketball team when you would always Jack see Nicholson. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. You would always see Spike, yeah. you know, Spike, Spike Lee Spike at Knicks Lee. games. Yeah, exactly. It's like you would see the same people over and over. Did people go, oh my gosh, Jack Nicholson's going to ruin basketball? That's what I'm saying. I, I just, this is a weird heel to die on. Is that where we are in society where we just take this one person? And, and by the way, it has to be more than that because like you said, Ursula, we have shown others on TV and nobody's been upset. So maybe you guys can text in and maybe you guys can give us a legitimate reason. And you know what? If there's something that's and I can be like, you know what? OK, I never thought about that. What is the real reason why there are people that are so upset that Taylor Swift is shown in a football game. Yeah, and she is a, a, a role model. I mean, she is a, a fantastic role model. She is, a, again, you look at what she's doing in terms of audience 
uh, changing the demographics of the audience or, you know, increasing the number of uh, female viewers, uh, young people being interested. Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't get it either. Mm-hmm. Like why she would be such a polarizing figure um, or just the idea that there's a basically a, a, a romance that is, you know, in its infancy that is really kind of fun to watch. Of course, they're going to show her. She's the most popular music icon right now. And he's one of the most popular players on a, a team that's going to be in the Super Bowl. Right. Like, but, but of course you'd be. But, but that figure right there, this right there in black and white. The Chiefs versus Ravens, the last game, three hours and nine minutes. Taylor Swift was shown seven times total for a total of 44 seconds. 0.39% of the total telecast. And you're making, you know, if if, if it's really bothering you. And, I mean, and, pe- and when we say it's really bothering I mean, there are politicians weighing in. There are people thinking it's a grand conspiracy. I think we just need to calm down. <laughs> Nobody had Enjoy a problem it. when they would show the cheerleaders for like five minutes a game with the camera strategically placed on the ground so it would be pointed up the women's skirts. But they don't like somebody cheering, you know, from a suite who's worth a billion dollars. You got to do it in a skirt. Yeah. J- James and Paul's bow says something. says, I think people usually see famous girlfriends as a detriment between Sierra with Russell Wilson or Jessica Simpson with Tony Romo. It's histor- it historically has not been good for the game. This is different, though, because a tight end can still be just as effective while being distracted. Just look at Gronk. And, you know, the interesting thing about Travis Kelsey is this. He's dating the biggest star in the world right now, all while having a podcast that he does weekly. Yeah, number number one, number pod- one podcast, yes. and you can't use the well. He's distracted, and he just had a basically record breaking game, right? Yeah, and I can't find one Kansas City Chief representative or anything to be upset about Taylor Swift right now. Why? Anyway, good topic. Coming up next here on the G and Ursula Show, 10 o'clock hour is coming, and we have a guest. Senator John Lovick is going to come in on his bill to lower the DUI threshold to .05. I need to ask him, what kind of new evidence does he have in 2024? It's G and Ursula.